0: hello everybody welcome to the union podcast i'm here today with brian and we are excited to talk about uh you know what a subject that we've never really covered on the on the podcast yet we're going to be talking about thinking generationally so i know that at the union you might think they're the people who talk about sex a lot yep that's true Uh, but we know that there's a lot more dynamics to sexuality than just um, what happens in the bedroom, uh, one element of sexuality that comes from it is children. Yes, sex is for pleasure, but it is also procre- it also brings procreation. So uh, we want to talk today about how about family, about God's design for the generations. So stay with us and we're going to jump into that topic. You're listening to the Union Podcast.) <laughs> The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we are super excited to jump into the topic uh, here in episode 27, Thinking Generationally. Yes.
0: Yes. What does that even mean? I remember hearing that phrase when I was younger in the church and being like, okay.
1: uh, Totally. I don't get it. Totally. But as always, we want to start off the podcast with a random question. And because Christmas is quickly approaching, we thought we'd do a a themed random question. That's right. So, Bonnie Marie. Yes. Your favorite Christmas snack or your favorite Christmas dessert. If there's like, I guess maybe like a dessert square or something like that, that fits in that category.
0: okay well i right now have on my list this just comes to mind right now because on my list of things to do in the coming days is to make date squares and these are the ones i have are gluten free let's go and also low sugar which is brian and my combo dietary needs anyway so i don't know if it's my favorite always but that's my favorite right now nice date squares it's kind of like feels like a little bit of like a like I'm getting older that I would even say that.
1: Low the low sugar or just date squares. Date squares. Yeah, date squares are kinda like I don't know, they're amazing. I think they're absolutely I've loved them forever. But they do kind of go like, yeah, you probably have a lot of medication you have to fake <laughs> too. <laughs> and you <laughs> and you have orthopedic shoes.
0: Speaking of thinking generationally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We really we, we love to bridge the generation. Absolutely. We're All just right. trying to stay in touch. Yeah, that's right. Come over for date squares. Um
1: and backgammon.
0: That's <laughs> 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 awesome. Okay, right. Question for you. This one is not so much about your opinion. I'm going to see if you can name all of Santa Claus's reindeer.
1: Oh, my I know gosh. that I
0: couldn't. So good luck.
1: That's intense. Um. Well, does Rudolph count?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Because he is the red-nosed reindeer. Yeah. Right. Had a very shiny nose. Um. <laughs> so there's there. How many are there? I think there's eight. Is it eight.
0: Including reindeer, including Rudolph,
1: just do your best. No, because like they would be they would in twos. Yeah, that's right. So there's probably nine, including Rudolph. Okay. So maybe put that in the comments if you're listening. If we totally <laughs> get this wrong, um, <laughs> but so we got Dasher, Prancer, Comet, Cupid, Vixen. That's five. Um, I don't even know what you said now. I forgot. Dasher, Prancer, Comet. I think you already said Cupid, that. Vixen. Okay. Ah. Uh, oh my gosh! No, I'm 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 failing,
0: dude. I you did better probably than I could do.
1: I just remembered the greatest reindeer of them all. So that's that's all that really matters <laughs> that's at the right. end of the day. <laughs> yeah, put it in the comments if you know all the of Santa's proverbial reindeer, hypothetical reindeer. That's right. Sorry if you're listening to this with your kids in the van. I might have just ruined the fact that they're not real. They
0: might not know what proverbial means. Oh, now there you go. Ruin
1: it, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I
0: don't think people are necessarily listening to this podcast with their kids in the van, though. I think, think so. Yeah. You know,
1: I don't want to box you in too much, so you'd be listening to this in a minivan. But, anyways, <laughs> that's just, maybe that's just our world. I'm just yeah. projecting my own my own world onto you guys. But, Bonnie, today we are talking about thinking generationally. Now, why is this so important to you? And why do you see this as such an important topic?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, we have a large family. We have six children.
1: I think, sure do. You
0: know, even we have video footage of our wedding day before the wedding. Somebody asked me, like, how many kids do you want? And I remember saying, like, just a lot. I want lots of kids.
1: Well, you got them.
0: Yeah, and then I and then I even said like you know between like four to six in there, and little Theodore was just born last month. Incredible little, little addition, little teddy bear. That's right. Yeah. Um. So we care, but we but I cared about children before I had them myself. So I want to make that clear, is that I'm not just like, you know, just patting my own back of saying yeah, totally my world's important. You know, but I really actually started seeing the need to think generationally while I was actually still a single woman. Mm-hmm. And, and we started to learn, um, Brian and I, you know, together, we started to learn um, about how the health of a nation is really found in the health of the church, which is really found in the health of families, mm-hmm. which is found in the health of marriages and in the individual men and women who make up those marriages and the children that come from those families. And, um, I, we can, uh, statistically, you can just look at what occurs within a nation when the family unit starts to fall apart. Absolutely. And so regardless of whether you have children or not listening to this, some, you know, I even think we have dear friends who want to have children and just haven't yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not, I always say it's not about how many children you have, but it's more about your attitude towards the children around you. Absolutely. Because there are plenty of children um, Mm -hmm. in our world. They're, They're at the grocery store. They're at the schools. They're at, you know, in your neighborhood it's not about just your own children it's about the children of the world
1: (laughs) yeah and i think too like because thinking generationally as much as we're talking about kids and 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 family and stuff like that is is, it's not just like it's not just down to the younger age it's also a valuing of the older age groups as well Mm -hmm. and i think we see the negative effects within culture too when When the value, the devaluing of the elderly or the the, the gray hair crew, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, or and also and also the younger generation as as well, Mm -hmm. because where we also see, as much as there's a breakdown within family that leads to the breakdown of of nations, the breakdown of communities and neighborhoods are also found in this idea that the most important generation is my generation or the most important. People are people who are my, like me, my people. Exactly. Totally. And uh, and I think we see so much brokenness when there's an equal devaluing of the older generation as much as there That's is so good. the younger generation. So we're going to get into that point. today. We're going to get into that today. I'm super pumped on that. So, yeah, um, one of the things that we've realized and we, we talk about a lot is how God's heart is actually generational. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your some thoughts that you've had on on that topic?
0: Yeah, God does. He desires to bless in an increasing way through the generations. He thinks, like you'll see in scripture, a lot of conversation or a lot of scripture around the concept of inheritance. Mm -hmm. And it's this thought of exponential blessing that God wants to pour out through from one generation to the next. Um, I love, uh, we just recently read through the uh, through the book of Genesis with our kids, you know, just doing a little bit little bit every morning around breakfast time. And uh, you see the story of Abraham and his descendants. You know, in starting chapter 12, God approaches Abraham, calls him to leave his place where he was living and, and God says to him, like, I'm going to show you a land, a new land, follow me. And then he gives this promise to Abraham and says, like, Through you, all nations will be blessed, and all the families on earth will be blessed. And he, in the in the chapters that come after that, he even says to Abraham specifically, like, "I'm going to raise up kings and rulers um, from your from your lineage, Mm -hmm. like from your children's children's children, basically." Um, And Abraham, I mean he he's the you know they they call him the father of faith. He obeys. But he doesn't actually even see the fulfillment of that promise in his own life. That's like right. he he does see Isaac, a glimpse of that fulfilled promise. Um, but when you look in Scripture, it's the end of Genesis. We see Joseph is actually the great grandchild of Abraham, and he's the first example of he came into a place of authority, ruling um, second in command next to Pharaoh in Egypt. And I thought, wow like Abraham didn't even get to witness the fulfillment of the promise and yet he lived mm. he lived with future generations in mind and i think that's beautiful
1: yeah absolutely i think one of the the unique things that we see within scripture is that that oftentimes when god revealed himself and even when he was spoken of we see that he's referred to as the god of abraham, isaac, and jacob right and and even how um, you know, certain times when when Jacob and Isaac, like they would talk about how I'm the God of your father Abraham, or they would speak of of the Lord and I'm the I'm the God of your father Isaac. You know, mm-hmm. right? So that this God also, how God actually identified Himself with um, with the generations that way, yeah. and that there there was that inheritance, there was that that ground that was taken.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like as we see in Abraham's story, that he went out. You know, and taking, went out and took ground and t- and stepped out into a journey to find a place. You know, whose city was, and right. m- maker was God. Um, and so that the we obviously see, like you just said, that the next generations could walk in in what God had for them.
0: Yeah, and I love. There's a phrase that you know in our church, and church circle, um, is said a lot. Is that may the like may the younger generation stand on our shoulders, like mm-hmm. that what we have. What we have fought for, what we have learned, what we have grown in, may may that be the normal for the next generation, right? Which I, I think it's really important what you said earlier about also honoring the previous generation. Is that it's our job as a younger generation? You know, right now you and I are you know in our mid thirties, so we're kind of in the middle. Um, but we need to be look we need to be looking to the older generation and say, what did they fight for? What was mm-hmm. what was their story? What was um and not even just people that we know specifically but just even a generation ago two generations ago what was even the history of the church or what type of what type of things happened in revivals that we need to make sure we don't take for granted and that we um keep and pass down to our children you know Mm -hmm. so that's a way that we um can keep increasing uh for the sake of the next generation
1: absolutely yeah so
0: point so that's our first you know the first point there is God thinks generationally and he invites us to do the same for the sake of for the sake of nations for the sake of the world around us
1: totally yeah I think point two here because like you know I think the scriptures are really clear that as much as God exists that there's also um there's also an accuser, there's also an enemy of God, mm-hmm. you know and there's also Satan himself, yeah, you know who the Bible really does reveal and speaks speaks about just as much as, you know, God obviously gets a lot more airtime through the Bible. Totally. But we see... Just as clearly. We see as the... Yeah, totally. Just as clearly the, the enemy, Satan himself, is spoken of. And we see how he works to disrupt... The plan within the generations, and and I think as we can look into scriptures and we can see that, but we can also see that working in our time now. I think um, you know it's a heavier topic, and maybe we'll we'll do a podcast on it. But euthanasia mm-hmm. and and really just the even some of the culture that's just kind of pushing an older generation into an old folks home just to kind of be pushed away and you're you're you've kind of you're you're beyond your prime
0: mm. and
1: you've lost your value you can just go and be there and i understand that you know there's special care that some that some people need and i'm not throwing shade at that no no but i just think there's an underlying current that within our culture that the enemy is sowing to to kind of um again to separate the generations and then also the obvious one is abortion that um you know is wreaking havoc in our day Mm -hmm. um you know i think what was the stats that were showing that for every two schools in in canada or maybe it was the u.s i saw this but Mm -hmm. for every two schools there should have been a third one right um and i think that's that's detrimental yeah um you know of course we would here we understand um that all not all pregnancies are planned pregnancies right you know what i mean but at the same time um god's heart is that every pregnancy is a valued pregnancy yeah and every um every pregnancy is a has a purpose Mm -hmm. and has inherent value um and so um you know our heart is always to to declare god's design for life mm-hmm. and um and also you know god's design for redemption yeah for those of you're listening to this and that's part of your story um man there's so much mercy and yeah. so much grace and healing um for you um but the reality is is uh god god's value for life is inherent mm-hmm. it's not earned it's not um right. it's not based on a um a biological clock of sorts Mm -hmm. it is inherently given um that's a little bit off off the topic
0: no i think it's important to mention because because like you're saying there's this scheme of the enemy to divide to divide the generations but ultimately also to bring death Mm -hmm. right like uh, john chapter 10 says very clearly the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy and totally and so we see that um yeah that isolation of the generations really leaves people really vulnerable for for destruction totally and where the womb was meant to be a place one of the safest like the safest place for this baby to grow now it gets targeted and Mm -hmm. and little babies are nope it's not value or this tissue isn't valuable until it can until it can live on its own yeah but it you know i think of our little guy he he's still completely dependent on us (laughs) so how long until he's actually viable you know and so i uh, yeah that is a totally another topic for totally on, another podcast, but, but it's valuable. I, th-
1: I think this is where the connection with sexuality comes in because if we look in Leviticus, I think it's chapter twenty-one. Mm-hmm. There's this whole list of like sexual guidelines right, that right. God gives, and it's like this is okay, this is not okay, this is okay, this is not okay, and right in the middle of it is this command that says that do and do not let your children. Mm-hmm. pass through the fire of Molech.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And so it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa what are we're, we yeah, what totally. are we talking about here? Like it just it's talking about sexual morality, sexual boundaries, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we're talking about fire and something called Molech. What is Molech? Yeah. Well, Molech, Molech was a false god yeah. of the day and and that demanded worship or that was worshiped through human sacrifice. Right. And it passing through a a fire on an altar to the, to Molech. Yeah. And so there's a connection to sexuality when, when, when sexuality goes beyond its boundaries and goes beyond its Mm -hmm. design before, before God, the, the consequences is the next generation. Yeah. Because the reality is, is you can't have a sexual design that is not God's design and not have children. Hmm. Children are a byproduct of God's design for sexuality, Mm -hmm. and so if you're going to try to worship a false god who has a false um, design for sexuality, Mm -hmm. you have to try to find an answer for these children. Yeah, you have to try to go. Well, what are we going to do? Yeah, and this is why abortion is running rampant, and we've seen it all through. We see it all throughout history, but we see it biblically in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. The connection between sexuality. And death. Yeah. And this is um this is the, the reality that we that we are living in. Yeah. And so this is why it's important. This is why we're talking about it. This is why, as much as it might be heavy on the other side of this microphone right now, mm-hmm. um, this is why we're not going to shy away from it. Because I think if we can think generationally, mm-hmm. um, we can believe uh that God's plan of redemption can also go through our generations. That's right. And this can all be turned around. So that's
0: right. I think of in Malachi um, the last chapter of the Old Testament, there is this, you know, if you've been around the church, you may have heard this promise before, or this this phrase, and it says um, that God wants to release this prophetic voice that would connect the generations. It says that would turn the hearts of the the hearts of the children to the fathers, and the hearts of the fathers to the children, or there would be a curse on the land. And I think. That's what we're talking about. Absolutely. Is that when generations are isolated, there's a curse on the land.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When little, little boys don't know their dad, when little girls don't know their mothers, you know, and it, it goes you know, both, herself, both yeah. ways, but like, or when they have to raise themselves,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, maybe their parents are, they're physically there, but then, but emotionally not present at all. There is absolutely a deficit. There's a suffering that comes into the hearts of these young people. Mm -hmm. And then they have to grow up and they have to try to navigate adulthood and parenthood and everything on their own. Like that is a curse on the land. Mm -hmm. And so God, but God wants to release a voice through the church and through, you know, through brave men and women who will say, let's, let's turn the hearts Of the generations back towards one another and let's like you said let's turn this like let's turn this curse into a blessing this blessing Mm -hmm. of abraham that says through you all families on earth will be blessed um we can kind of take that for ourselves and say yes god let that be for us you know and so in that um you know you might be hearing this and you think you know what do i do what how do i respond to that and i think we would just implore um implore you to, to think generationally, to be aware, to even say, God, will you show me how you think? Break my heart for the things that break your heart and to begin to invest into generations, both the old and the young that you would reach a hand down to the ones younger than you and serve as a mentor or spiritual mother or father um, to your own biological children to to possibility of foster children or adopted children. Then also that you would raise, you know, reach, reach out to the older generation, you know, when you and this could be strangers or family alike, but just to start to treat generations with respect. Uh, too often, I think that we are short-sighted, and we, like you said before, the we think the only generation that matters is myself. Yeah, is my own.
1: Yeah, and even an example that came to mind when I was in Second Kings, um, chapter twenty, and King Hezekiah. Um, just long story short, here's Brian's paraphrased version of this. He invites some um, uh, kings of other nations. other kingdoms to come in and kind of see his armory and kind of see hey look at what i've built and and isaiah the prophet who's like who's around and doing his thing through through this time comes to hezekiah and just totally rebukes him and says like you know you don't know what you've just done everything that like the next generations are now going to pay a huge penalty um for what you've done because now they're gonna who is these this next generation who is meant to rule and reign and walk in the blessing that you fought for hezekiah that you brought Mm -hmm. revival for um you know now they're going to be slaves and now they're going to be um now they're going to be in bondage because of what you've done and hezekiah's response instead of having that brokenness instead of being like Oh, man, God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry for what I've done. I had, I had no idea what I was doing. He's like, well, that's a good word, Isaiah. I guess you're right. But at least it will be peace in my day. Right. And I go like, that's that's the heartbreaking thing about um, about this all, is that when we're not thinking generationally, we minimize the effects of our of our lifestyle Mm. and we make light of the decisions that we make when thinking generationally actually puts a huge value and brings purpose to our life That like every decision that we make matters yeah you know what i do when nobody is looking matters for my kids right matter like the decisions that i make financially the decisions that i make relationally um how i govern my own desires and how i walk according to god's grace Mm -hmm. if i don't do that it's not just me who suffers yeah it's it's all my kids who suffer Mm -hmm. and i know we've talked about this in previous podcasts but like um legacy as a christian leader for me is like super important Mm -hmm. right that that the the battles that i fight um are not just for my comfort, mm-hmm. but for the next generation, the next generation's uh, consistency mm-hmm. to walk with the Lord yeah. and and to walk in blessing and to not have to fight the same fights over again. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, and that's what's just so heartbreaking about the, I guess, the negative outcomes of not thinking, <laughs> not thinking generationally, right. you know?
0: Something that's incredible, uh, you know, as I've talked with young adults, you know, in in maybe leadership Bible leadership classes and discipleship schools is i can see that often um you know these young people they'll when they start to think generationally when they start to think with that an attitude with of destiny and legacy they actually it's almost like a new courage comes into them and mm-hmm. a new fortitude where they were thinking i don't know that i could overcome my past for my sake but for the sake of others i could do it you know it's like this it's like a a, a heroic spirit rises up inside of them Mm. and they and i i believe that's the spirit of destiny that just it says i'll suffer for the sake of someone else so that they don't have to suffer you know maybe i you know i think of people who might be listening maybe you're listening to this right now and you're thinking you know my parents i am suffering for their decisions why do i have to suffer more and fight like you were saying, you know, fight these battles. Why do I have to fight the battle? Maybe mm-hmm. why do I have to fight the battle of porn when that's like it was my dad who introduced it to me? Or why do I have to why do I have to suffer for the fact that, you know, my mom cheated on my dad or whatever it might be? Why do I have to pay the price? But I want to, you know, just invite you to think beyond you. You know that we, I think as society, we we can be so isolated, but we need to be people who think you know back to these stories of people who are who we admire and respect because they gave themselves for someone else and so it's worth it for mm-hmm. the sake of someone else be uh be willing to sacrifice for the sake of someone else totally even if that wasn't what your parents gave you
1: yeah and i think here's just even just to send that point home as well like in exodus 34 you know god um you know he's just kind of laying out his uh you know the commandments the ten commandments in this and kind of in this context in the last few chapters but he goes on to says that in in verse six of exodus 34 says the lord passed before him and proclaimed the lord the lord a god merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands forgiving iniquity and and transgression and sin but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So yet we do see this reality that there are consequences to the decision. But here's here's the even greater emphasis here, is we're talking about a, a, a thousandth generation to three or four generations. So a thousandth generation to those who who love him. And compared to the third and fourth generation for those who um who act wickedly towards the Lord
0: so like the the thousand generation, like all the way through the thousand generations is God's mercy is coming yeah, to them
1: totally, and so even like if you may find yourself, yeah in like I'm dealing with the consequences to the third and fourth generation in in some things in your response to say God. i'm gonna let it stop with me yeah god do what you need to do in me you can be a catalyst for future generations to come into you know i just think about like even you just mentioned pornography like pornography can stop with you Mm -hmm. you know you you're you don't even have to live with this forever but your kids don't have to live with this forever yeah and 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 your willingness to let the Lord work in your life and to let that mercy saturate every area of your life to bring healing and redemption mm-hmm. and to bring a new uh, grace and perspective in your life, that can be a catalyst to so that it does stop with you. So it doesn't just keep going on this, this brokenness or the cycle of brokenness, I mean, doesn't have mm-hmm. to keep continuing on. And um and that's that's the context that we always want this to be in is that God's bent is always towards mercy. Yeah. And we see it, you know, I think James even says too that like God's mercy triumphs over judgment. Yeah. You know, that um that God's mercy always wants to minimize the effects of our sin. Yeah. Right? He's 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 he doesn't let sin go unpunished, but he always was wanting to minimize the effects of it in our life. And it's only it's only his mercy that when we get caught or we get aware of what's going on it is actually his mercy Mm -hmm. that's allowing all that to come to the surface and
0: i think what you said there right like god doesn't let sin go unpunished exactly because jesus took that punishment for us totally for anyone who would say like i i confess my sins jesus like god forgive me then the punishment that jesus took for you for us on the cross, mm-hmm. it's like it cancels out the need for God to have to punish you. Totally. For God to have to punish me. That is the whole that's the entirety of the gospel. And our sexual sin and our sexual brokenness is not exempt from that cleaning power, that forgiving power of Jesus, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Totally. And I think I just want to mention this right now is that um you know we've talking here about you know, this could stop with you. This could stop with with me, the decisions. And so that each generation we grow and grow in our righteousness and in this inheritance of God's blessing and favor on our life. God's, God's love for us is unconditional. It doesn't change based on what we do, but we can increase in understanding and in intimacy with God and also in favor with with God and with man. So, um, so I want to mention is that Brian and I, we've been working on an e-course that's going to be released in the new year, you know, and we, we sat down earlier this year and and said, what are some of the key foundations that young men, young women need to know in order to kind of break, break off some of the old mindsets, kind of these distorted foundations, um, and what we could bring health and healing to those areas. So we, It's called the journey home. Um, We weren't even I weren't planning to talk about it right now, but I just think it's it matters. Um, It's a resource that we want to make available to people to start to look at these issues, you Mm -hmm. know, issues of marriage and what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, how to overcome temptation, how to break through shame, all those kinds of things. And so that's going to be coming up in the new year. So make sure you keep an eye out for that.
1: Totally. Totally. That's Yeah, it's gonna be coming up in early February, <laughs> if everything goes great. So we're working hard yeah. on getting that put together. I think just just maybe in closing here, mm-hmm. um, you know, something that's really interesting that always stands out to me is um the disciples were asking Jesus, like Jesus teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And one of the key parts of that that Lord's Prayer is how it's kind of called, is that that God's kingdom would come on earth just as is just as is. Just as it is in heaven, I think if I can say that right, that God's kingdom would come on earth just as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I think something for us to remember is that there's no kids section in heaven. Yeah. You know, and I think we see that in the life of Jesus, that he wasn't inconvenienced by children. Mm -hmm. And there's also no senior section in heaven, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That we are one generation that actually, from a biblical perspective, A generation was one people group on the earth at one time wow right that we are one generation that we are one people group Mm -hmm. and um and i think the more that we can live with that perspective and the more that we can live with that value that is does it's not just about us it's not just about our um, momentary pleasure Mm -hmm. um but it's actually about the legacy that can live on through us and that what we can handle what we can hand to the next generation Mm -hmm. when we live that way um the blessing that comes uh from god's heart is just so much easier to flow through and so much more um so much more free just to flow through uh every area of society yeah so so in light of all that, we want to say thank you so much for joining us here uh, today. And we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. If this, if there's anything in the podcast to sit out to you, you want further clarification on or just uh, if it encouraged you in any way, we would love to hear from you. And please feel free to subscribe and share as this just helps us to be seen by more people totally. and get the message for God's uh, design of sexuality, identity, relationship, uh, the truth, hope and destiny. Um, that god has for us it just helps us to get it out to more and more people well bonnie and i we love you so much and we look forward to seeing you here on the next union podcast
0: yeah and merry christmas
1: merry christmas
0: and we'll we'll come at you with, with another episode in
1: the new year yeah enjoy all those christmas snacks yeah. date squares. <laughs> squares for days anyways we love you we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at the union For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at The Union Movement.